A lot of nice, happy, chilly Halloween where kids will be uh, wearing cute costumes that you can't see because of the winter coat that mom makes them wear. I'm wondering if we're being uh, uh, treated or tricked, treated into potentially lower gas prices for the first time in a while, or just tricked into thinking that this is um, any kind of real relief amidst all the inflation. As the old joke goes, if you want to fill up on gas for less than $10, you just go to a Taco Bell. And I'm not, I don't hear any drums clanging for my bad joke. Patrick um, Dehan joins us. Uh, Patrick from Gas Buddy, head of petroleum analysis. Pat, $3.31 average for a regular old gallon of gasoline. That's the cheapest it's been in a minute, huh? Yeah, it's uh, certainly been a while since we've seen prices this low. In fact, uh, a couple of dozen stations now in Metro Detroit are below the $3 gallon mark. Uh, just the other day, I was in southwest Michigan and South Haven, and uh, stations there down to 280 a gallon. So uh, hmm. prices have kept dropping uh, and, and will likely continue inching down here in the weeks ahead. What is the Cliff Notes version, Patrick, of why they keep dropping amidst inflation in so many other categories? Well, we've finally kind of gotten beyond the imbalances brought on by COVID. Now we're still dealing with Russia's war in Ukraine, but that's been less active. A lot of what we're seeing drive prices down today is kind of the normal seasonal trends, right? We've gotten kind of a lot of those imbalances from COVID behind us. The Russia war in Ukraine isn't really as as active. Russia continues to produce oil. So some of the shockwaves from that have uh, died down as well. And that's uh, pushed us back into kind of seasonal norms. Gas prices getting a little bit closer to what most Americans feel like normal, although I realize $3 is still, you know, expensive. But uh, I see a lot more stations falling under $3 a gallon uh, as we uh, get closer to the end of the year. Yeah, so I, this is what you do for a living. You, you're a gas nerd, if you if you will, and I'm sure you hear people talk and complain and kind of just you know, go around the horn about gas prices in general. What are the things that when you overhear them, you kind of roll your eyes internally and say, geez, if you guys only knew. I mean, what are the popular misconceptions about how and why gas is priced the way it is? Well, kind of on both sides of the spectrum, uh, number one, everyone blames the president, just our president. Uh, apparently he runs the world. Uh, but on the other side of that, too, uh, people blame oil companies for, you know, deciding uh, supply and demand. So it, it's both politicians getting blamed or oil companies when it's really just a function of how much you and I are filling up, mm-hmm. coupled with kind of what's going on globally. Um, you know, and we see prices fall in the fall, and we're going to see them spring back up in the spring. And, you know, I think now, too, by the way, next year, you know, ahead of the presidential election, I'm going to hear a lot of noise about, oh, prices are going down ahead of an election. Yeah. This is what happens generally every year as prices fall, and it has everything to do with the fact that, you know, I don't know about you, but here in Chicago, the snow is flying earlier this morning. I'm not going to be going out to the lake and running the boat around on the lake in the middle of winter. It has everything to do with the fact that we just don't pump as much gasoline in the winter as we do. So that just is a basic supply and demand issue. There's When there's less driving and yep. less fueling up, it comes down because there's just not as much needed. Exactly. Uh, and and uh, like I said, that didn't ha- happen in the last two years. Last year didn't happen because Europe was in an energy crunch. It was their first winter with Russia's war in Ukraine active. And so Europe was buying up as much energy as it could from anyone else but Russia. So there was something that didn't really happen so much last year in the fall. We actually saw a spike a year ago, but mm-hmm. then prices did come down ahead of Christmas. And of course, prices were going up in 2021 because the economy was slowly reopening and Americans were getting back on the road. So the last time really we saw prices falling, you know, as they would seasonally like this was back in 2019 prior to COVID. But this is normal. Prices Hmm. fall in the fall and they go up in the spring. 
And so, you know, listen, I apologize for the the lack of a Ph.D. gas conversation. This is more of like a, you know, eighth grade gas conversation. But I also I often think that this is what our listeners, including myself, need to hear, because there's very obvious things sometimes that we talk about. And we're really not that well informed. One of them would be how much discretion does any particular gas station that's owned by an individual or has a group of gas stations, how much discretion do they have over pricing? It varies on a daily basis right now when prices are falling. And by the way, if anyone hates prices going up more than you and me, it's the station owners because that's when they get squeezed and then they love when prices fall because they don't have to pass along the lower prices as quick. So right now they have more discretion because prices are trending down. How quickly they lower their prices up to them, and that's why those stations in South Haven are at 280, and that's why the state average is 326 because other stations aren't lowering their prices as quick. So right now... Station owners have much more latitude. You know, they, they could, you know, prices uh, in Detroit or in Michigan could fall another 15 to 30 cents a gallon in a couple right. weeks ahead. And that's how much discretion they really have. And those stations in South Haven probably aren't making anything today, but they're at kind of the, the, the lowest they can go is 280. So a lot of other stations in Michigan have more latitude. But when prices go up, they really have no choice. In fact, stations are usually three to five days behind raising prices. That's how I can warn you that, hey, prices are about to go up. Yeah. On the flip side, I also can tell you, you know, with warning, hey, prices are about to plummet, so hold off on filling up. And right. it's because we see these things coming. So if I if I own a little mobile station and I and I can see out my side window that the guy who has the BP down the road, you know, is five cents uh, less than me, I could, if I wanted to, chew up some of the margin that I temporarily have, yep. drop that price in order to get more cars in there, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you have that discretion as a station owner to try and resist lowering your price, but then the guy down the street might might you know pump a lot more gallons than you. So it's really what the stations are after. It's kind of like when the big box stores compete for Black Friday, right? What's their what's their motive? Why do you think they only have a hundred doorbuster TVs at that low price? Because sure. they don't want to lose their shirt, but they want to get people in the door. Gas stations very similarly. They want to get people into the station, and they also don't want to be the highest price. So it's kind of a function of both. Whatever their agenda is for that day, they may price the lowest in the market, or they might be the status quo right in the middle, and they that's, have that discretion if they want to be the lowest or not. That's interesting. You may not know, but it just occurred to me that is it is it more likely, is there any way to quantify whether this is the case? A station that doesn't sell a tremendous amount of food, chips, pop, cigarettes, the, all the normal stuff, do they tend to leave mm-hmm. prices higher because they're not getting people in to make margin on the other products on the shelves? I've seen both. I've seen both where they're the lowest, where you know they're trying to get people to their location and they're trying to make up <clears throat> the lack of in-source sales for gasoline sales. And I've seen where they don't have anything else to sell, so they need to have a higher markup on gasoline, right, to pay yeah. their bills. So I've seen those both situations. You know, those Murphy USAs, they don't often have convenience stores attached, right? That's the Walmart that's, you know, a quarter mile away from the gas station canopy. Sometimes those Murphys don't have anything to sell, so sometimes they have a lower price. And sometimes, like Costco's, they just want you to get on the location. That's why the wholesale clubs are so great and have lowest prices, because they want you to go to their Costco to fill up, then you go inside where you spend a heck of a lot more money. Sure. Okay, so uh, two more questions, and then I'll I'll leave you be with all my silly remedial (laughs) gas questions. One would be, you know, maybe I'm just a victim of having, you know, bigger cars, newer cars, whatever the case might be, but I can't remember the last time I had a car that didn't, require a higher octane fuel but we base all this pricing on regular unleaded whether it's an 87 octane or an 89 do we know what percentage of the fuel consumed in the u.s is regular unleaded versus more premiums is that ratio starting to change with fuel injection and compression ratios going up that kind of thing 
Yeah, it really has changed over the last 10 or 15 years. Manufacturers, because of CAFE standards, right, from the Obama era, CAFE standards basically forced manufacturers to get better fuel efficiency out of their engines. And so a lot of them did that by throwing a, a gasoline, a, a premium, but it's not really premium, it's just higher octane, which means it resists detonation. You can put more horsepower and more efficiency yeah. into an engine if you increase the octane of the fuel going into it. So yeah, there's a lot of cars now that require premium because the manufacturers have decided, hey, we can get more fuel miles out of it. Let's you know, stick them with premium. And by the way, that's the price of premium, right? 10 years ago, it might've been 20 cents more than regular. Now it's like a dollar more than right, regular because lot. demand has gone up. So that's been an evolution. Um, and I would say roughly, it depends on where you're in the country, but here in Michigan, uh, probably about 85 to 90% of sales of gasoline are regular. But a place like California, it might be 70 to 75 percent is regular, very small, usually three percent mid-grade, and then the rest is premium. So in Michigan, maybe 10 percent of what's sold is hmm. premium. California, it might be 20 or 25 percent. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, Patrick, thanks for joining the program, as always. That's really cool stuff to know. I think this, we're, we're all victims sometimes of the stuff we don't know, but we're happy to complain about it. <laughs> we're, we're back sure. after the break with open lines and texts, 800-859-0957. Are you sick and tired of seeing college campuses uh, full of yelling, screaming um, <laughs> young men and women? Do you believe that we should have uh, metal detectors in our schools? Do you think we, the teachers should be armed? Are you sick of paying $3 a gallon for gas? It's better than five, but it's still quite a bit of money. Back in just a few, looking forward to calls and texts.